Welcome to Women's on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a great career, as well as talk to experts and employees who champion diversity and gender equality. During Series 4, we're helping women to stand out in the crowd. This is really important to create more role models, but also help women get the pay they deserve and to not feel sidelined for just working part-time or flexibly. As women, we need to talk about our achievements and spread the word to bring other women into the tech sector, build the confidence of other women returners and tackle gender equality. This week, I'm super excited to speak to Kiki, founder of Kiki Kirby Coaching and Consultancy. Kiki specializes in helping business leaders and teams to perform in a more heart-led way. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stand out in the crowd as an employer or leader by empowering employees to achieve their goals and create a happy team. This is so important right now as people are feeling a little little bit burnt out over the last year, and many people are feeling anxious about the changes we have experienced and the changes we're going to experience because people are not sure what to expect going forward. Um, You know, many people have been working in isolation, Um, they're nervous about coming back into the office, Um, nervous about social interactions again, nervous about what might happen and then what changes might happen. We've been subject to changes throughout the whole of last year. As leaders, we need to create a clear strategy, one that can evolve and change as we need to. But one way or another, we need to give confidence and direction to employees. To help me on this journey as a leader, I've been absolutely delighted to work with Kiki on my own businesses. And we've offered one-to-one coaching to all of our employees to help them overcome their own challenges right now and their own thoughts and to support their mental health. And so I really wanted for Kiki to share her model with you today so you can benefit from that too. So Kiki, please do introduce yourself. Well, hello, Heather, and hello to everybody listening. Thank you so much for having me on here. And for everything that you've shared is all of the things that I am so passionate when it comes to people. So hello, everybody. I'm Kiki, and um, I'm the founder of Kiki Kirby Coaching and Consultancy. So we um, work with entrepreneurs um, and businesses um, and organizations in helping them with their people and um, and making sure that their people are really um, engaged, their people are focused on, and relationships and people are at the heart of everything that we do. So I'm really passionate about people, processes, um, and also creating purpose in the everyday work um, work environment. And people are our greatest asset. So we make sure that we, um, we, we, we develop people, we show people how to develop their people. And so I come um, from a place of having a background in HR recruitment and coaching. That's what I've done in the last 20 years. So I have seen everything and everything. And I've worked with hundreds of Um, small organizations, large organizations, FTSE 100 companies when it comes to their people. Um, And and at the heart of everything that we do um, is people, but also making sure that people um, have a purpose, that their heartbeat matters um, in every situation um, when it comes to the workplace. Um, So that's just a little bit about ourselves. And I look forward to sharing a little bit more about our strategy um, and our methodology um, of what we've put together. Mm, really excited and so really good to dig into all those different areas in a moment but first let's talk about why it's important to have a strategy I think 
you know, right now it's like, do we have an office again? Do we not? If we have a, a part work, virtual workforce versus office, what does that look like? How do we communicate? You know, yeah. there's so many questions that are coming up for leaders right now and teams to kind of go, well, how are we going to work going forward? And what if they, yeah. what if that? So yeah. why is it important to have a strategy and start to actually put something into place? Yeah, such a good question. And I think, you know, those questions that you're talking about are not questions that we should ever stop asking because, you know, whenever it comes to people, we've got to make sure that we are continually checking in um, around our people and, and our talent. And, and and some of the key areas around recruitment and retaining and planning, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about. But it's really important to identify what needs attention when it comes to your people strategy, because um, what tends to happen is your people strategy only gets the right attention when a challenge arises or when a complex situation arises. So either somebody leaves or something like the pandemic happens or there's a business need that that, that needs um, a change. And actually people problems will show up in the workplace all of the time, every single day. But it's often um, it gets neglected. Um, in, in getting attention. And so it's really about the reasons why it's important to have that people strategy in places because people matter. Um, and actually all of these, um, these particular situations will arise in the workplace, but it's how you look after your people. It's how you recruit your people. It's how you develop your people. It's how you retain your people. Um, and, and in actual fact, doing that alongside of growing a team, growing a business, um, actually doing the actual day-to-day -day work. And sometimes, what tends to happen is, is the people, the people, the most important aspects of your people strategy don't get, um, don't get your attention. Um, and, and it's really important to have that in place and have a process in place, a process that's going to evolve. And I love the meaning of evolve because it means to develop naturally into a better, more advanced state. And, and so if you could take that approach of, of actually making sure that, that your people strategy is evolving and, and you're making time for your people strategy every, every week, every month, um, then actually when those really big complex or challenging things arise, it's not going to feel as um, as impactful as as maybe it, it would have been if you didn't take a look at it. So that's that's why I, I feel it's really important. And also because if you don't have people, you don't have a business because how will you operate? Um, on your own you can't operate and you can't do everything that you can do without people so that's mm. why I feel it's really important to have a people strategy in place absolutely and a lot of that echoes like let's be proactive rather than reactive and yeah. um you know the other thing that stands out for me as a reflection there is you know Richard Branson with the Virgin brand has always said you know look after your staff then the customers will be happy because you know they they sort of the way that they talk about your company and the impression and how they feel um you know resonates and then you know that improves your engagement with customers and so forth so putting people first isn't new I think to anybody so tell us a bit more about your framework it's called okay. the syncing up heartbeat frameworks so yes um, so it is a framework that we um, that we myself and our team um, designed, um, and it was based upon my experience of um, of working in in corporate, working um, in small business, and actually also me having my own coaching business. Um, and what I identified was that actually, you know, very often the heartbeat, so the actual heartbeat of of, of actually each individual employee. Um, matters but often we don't listen to the employees 
and what's important, the, the areas that need improving. We as the leaders often just take the lead um, and don't create the changes. We don't listen to, to the employees. Um, and so I identified that these three key areas um, are, are the areas that um, normally um, there's dysfunction in these key areas in the workplace. And so what we did was we designed this framework, which can be applied to so many different situations and challenges that you might be facing. Uh, so it could be a gap in succession planning, it could be actually decrease in, in employee engagement, lack of motivation, or maybe actually in this case, you know, we've been talking a little bit about COVID actually, there's just so many overwhelming things that need to be in place. Do we get offers? What processes are missing? What do we need to do online uh, to automate the process a bit more? How many um, different platforms are we using to communicate? Um, and, and so many of these, um, these, these important um, integrations of changes that happen. Mm. So identified under people, um, so we've got this framework, which is the, the heart at the center of it, but also with a, a pound sign at the center of it, because you know, things have to be profitable um, in order to um, in order for, for things to function really well, but actually also making sure that money isn't just the only driver when it comes to your people, but making sure that there's a balance, there's harmony, it, it all works and succinct together. Um, and then there's these three key overarching um, areas. So, so people and your talent. So how you recruit people into your business, how you develop them, how you retain them. And, and certainly what I found over the 20 years, and I'm sure Heather, you can relate to this having, you know, you've, you've got a large team is, is often it's, it's how we bring people into the organization, but also maybe sometimes at times we lack how we develop them. Or, or how we retain them. Um, and so, so, so it's understanding what's going on within your people. And then there's, um, there's purpose. So what are the goals? What are your vision? What are the values? And often when I look at, when I do this particular audit, when it comes to organizations, um, you know, per, perhaps sometimes the purpose has changed or maybe the, the leader's vision has changed um, and maybe hasn't been communicated to the rest of the team. Um, and then it comes down to processes. So what processes need in place when it comes to planning, structure and implementation? And so what we do with this particular framework is we would sit with an organization and typically we would, it might be that we sit with the leader first and we find out, okay, what are the, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself in these key areas that I've just mentioned? One being terrible, 10 being 10 out of 10. Now in an ideal world, Absolutely, you would love to be 10 out of 10, but the reality is you're not going to be 10 out of 10 in all of these key areas because business is evolving, people are evolving. Um, but actually what that does is it gives you um, it gives you a, a score, it gives you a, a, an audit, a reality check of where you are right now. So let's say, as an example, um, retaining. Um, you recruit really well, you develop really well, your, your people, but actually retaining them um, needs to work. So let's say you, you're a six out of 10. So what do you need to do as a business owner or a leader um, or, or as an employer to increase that number? And more importantly, what number do you want to increase it to? But also recognizing that all of this is improvement. You're not going to get it all right straight away from day one, but it's a process. It's, it's a map that's going to help you. It's a framework that's going to help you. Um, and then something else we do with, with some of some of our other um, clients is we will go in and actually interview randomly people within the team to understand a little bit more about what is actually going on within the team all anonymously and then it's produced into a report and being that's fed normally into into the the, the, the bigger people strategy um or into hr which will also align with, with the employee engagement um and a lot more focuses when it comes to um when it comes to hr 
So, so that's what we've designed. We've seen it work really, really well in many organizations and, um, and it's an ever evolving process, isn't it? Mm. So, so yeah, that's just a little bit about it. Awesome. I think it's so important to have like a structure because, you know, going through all those bits, your brain like suddenly pinging off all these different things like, oh, my God, there's so much to think about. (laughs) And as a leader, you've got all these things that you're either firefighting or you're kind of proactively thinking about that. And I think having somebody sit down with you and go, right, let's look at all these areas in turn and to have like clear questions and a structure and processes is so valuable to people um, because otherwise you'll just end up say kind of being reactive rather than proactive um, yeah. and, and sort of yeah as you say this can come up when you're trying to put out a fire rather yeah. than actually proactively thinking well how do we do it and I think so reflective also is we're never going to be perfect right across all of these areas yeah. you know I think leaders you know including myself will beat ourselves up about all the things that we don't do quite a lot Absolutely. of the time Absolutely. but I think going in and also talking to people independently and working out what is it we're doing really well can be nice because um quite often leaders don't get the positive feedback they get more mm-hmm. of the pain points so it's Absolutely. um you know a great exercise to go through with a team to say okay yeah. what's working really well okay yeah. you know great what's working not so well and to kind of get that direction so let's dive into people let's talk a little bit more about people what what are the sorts of things that you talk about with leaders good 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 point and I think you know people are at the heart of everything we do people matter and so some of the conversations um, we might have when it comes to people is what are the skills gaps that are within it within the team right now um what where is there perhaps maybe poor communication where is there also perhaps maybe been a lot of rapid growth and so you know maybe some of the people haven't been developed in the way that you would have liked them to or perhaps maybe some of them don't feel like they're equipped to do the job that maybe they were first recruited to what leadership development do they have Um, I see a lot of team dynamics so um, you know maybe underperforming teams or really high performing teams that actually sometimes people just want to have a bit of fun and they've not had enough time to actually have that downtime as a team especially probably in the last year where everybody's been firefighting a lot and there's been a lot of virtual um, team team um, dynamics you know people just want to have some fun now and and I guess it's getting that balance right of you as a team but also a virtual and a global team um, you know everyday kind of team issues gossip those sorts of things that arise and how you know how do you deal with those issues that arise but but making sure that there's also um, there's also a professional focus in, in, these, in these key areas but also high staff turnover um, it is one that we see a lot in the workplace. So these are the questions of, okay, well, why is this high staff turnover? Okay, it could be that maybe we aren't very clear about what type of individual we're recruiting and what are the competencies that we need for this particular um, this particular in, this particular role or particular person. Um, it could also be um, a lot of the a, a lot of topics come up around um, the actual people strategy. What's involved with that? I think very often when it comes to 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 you actually bringing a new person in into your organization you're often just filling a gap because we just need to replace that person but actually sitting down and working out actually that person did really well but let's rethink about what where could this skill gap be where could this competence you know these are the competencies we need and actually making sure that there is a really vigor and rigor vigor and rigor process Mm -hmm. in place 
uh, when it comes to interviewing. And I think that's one that perhaps maybe when you're time pressured and you need people um, is one that that doesn't really um, get it, get its attention. So I'd be highly recommending, you know, competency based interviews, making sure that there's at least a one to kind of three stage process, depending on the role, that there's some form of assessment involved in that. Um, and, and also succession planning, that's another really big one. And also preparing for, for situations to arise. And, you know, if I, if I think of perhaps maybe two situations that, that have happened for me, which is, again, another reason why we designed this, this particular framework was when I was working in recruitment um, over 10 years ago, I worked in a um, for, for a large recruiter, loved what I did. I progressed up. Um, I worked for, for, for a startup and then I, I worked with with an underperforming team and then I worked with a really high successful team but I experienced burnout um, so there there was me their, their top performer that had been a consistent perform top performer for six years experiencing burnout um, and so so it's then okay what are we doing about succession planning now um, somebody had to step into into my role at that time and luckily I had been developing somebody um, alongside me so she was able to step in um, but it's thinking of you know off especially COVID has showed us that life will happen, things will happen, but it's about the succession planning. Um, and then for myself, three years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. I never ever would have imagined I would have had cancer. Um, and so it's making sure that actually there's succession planning in place there, that if a need did arise, there's other people in the team to take responsibilities um, and tasks in moving forward but we don't yeah. think about these things do we we don't think the worst that's going to happen but actually the worst does happen sometimes and it's about okay what are we going to do to, 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 to perhaps embed some risk analysis here and and, and, and and plan for those risks likely to happen yeah absolutely my ops director said so if something happened to you like have we got everything yeah. covered and I was like what do you mean something's gonna happen to me yeah, <laughs> but you know but over the last year yeah. that's been the reality is like you, absolutely. You, know, you know things have happened that we would never imagine happening so um having all that stuff in place um is really important and I like how you simplify I mean <laughs> you've talked about a lot of things there but on your diagram which we'll share on the blog you know you've yeah. kind of got recruiting developing retaining like those are three different areas. Okay, what is our strategy around these three? What yeah. is important? What do we need to include? Like it's nice just to kind of narrow that down a little bit as well yeah. and kind of be hone in on it. But yeah, there's you know there's there's a lot to think about um, that that requires attention. Um, so let's talk about process. Yeah, good question. This is the often the one that um, is lacking the most in every workplace, um, and it's probably because process needs needs time to be implemented it needs to understand the process it needs time to uh, for everybody to be aware of the process um, and so so it's about identifying okay what process it could be what processes do you have in place in within your team when it comes to communication or or what processes do you have in place in order to um, to evaluate your success as a team, how you're making progress. And I think so often what we're doing is we, we're constantly doing, 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 and we don't take enough time to reflect. And actually reflection is one of the most underutilized successful tools we've got out there. Mm -hmm. um, and so your process is everything from um, how people are onboarded into your organization, but also more importantly, how you deal with your suppliers, how you deal with your clients, how you deal with your customers. Um, and it's always about working out um, 
what processes do you need in your in your organization to make sure that your your organization is is aligned to your values and to your purpose and in order to and also to make sure that the team is productive um, and profitable um, and so but this is the one that often gets the least attention but actually if this if, if everything if if everything is in, in succinct with your planning your structure and your implementation everything else is likely to function really effectively. And so what I mean by things like that is, you know, when you are meeting um, to review goals, when you're looking to um, of, of what's going on with clients, when you're looking at profitability and budgets and P&Ls and what is the structure around when people are taking holidays. And, you know, I'm talking about a lot for every organization, it's going to be completely different, but it's about you identifying the processes that are in place for you. Automation, that's been a big one, especially over this year, hasn't it, of people mm. having a lot more processes in place to automate um, things, to make things easier for us every single day. Um, so I'm not sure what your thoughts are when it comes to process in your organisation. <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? You do it for everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> in the Salesforce world, you like, and it's like, okay, there's always changes to be done to our system and our processes, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, where going back to that point where you talked about at the beginning about reflection, yeah. every quarter we do a team day and Great. we reflect on, you know, a SWOT, like reflect yeah. on what's what's working really well for us what weaknesses do we have what opportunities and threats are there etc and from that we hide we highlight which processes you know we need to improve or change or innovate on and and then start working through those so like over the last quarter we've introduced new customer success onboarding process and great member revamped how we work and onboard clients taking some weight off our consultants and I quite I find it really therapeutic you know I I love I mean I find it therapeutic with clients when I do it with them but equally when it's your own organization it's like oh this is really exciting um and then it's embedded and you're tweaking it evolving it because it's never perfect straight off but it's um you know I think it it can be really great for an organization to keep reflecting on these. And again, it's kind of the, the three kind of key points that I like. It's around implementation, structure and planning that you yeah. have on your model um, yeah. and just kind of thinking through those. And we've hired somebody that overarchingly looks at continual improvement process and make sure that we deliver back on, okay, these are things that we said we were going to do. This is what we're prioritizing. This is what we've delivered back. Because I think it's equally important that from a people point of view, that they feel like they've been heard. They feel like they know what action's been taken, you know, whether it's a priority and if not, if it's not a priority, you know, why that would be. So they get feedback there as well and that they can see their successes and they can see a change management role, really. It's like, you know, you're recognising those quick wins as well as the longer term goals and working through Um, because then people, you know, perhaps these onto this third area of purpose. I want, yeah. you know, you want people to believe your company is working in the right direction. They want to feel valued by you. So that goes to about values, right? Talk yeah. about the importance of purpose to us. Yeah. So, so this is a, this is a really big one because I think that the purpose is involved in so many aspects and, and it's, it's, it's relating to the, the bigger mission of the organization, um, it's about the purpose of everyday work. What's the purpose of having this particular process or this particular meeting in place? And I think often we can often set, um, you know, we can set too many things in place when actually do we really need this process in place? 
um, and, and, and actually is what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of us having three meetings every week when in actual fact, actually, we don't need to have that many. Um, so, so it's breaking it down in, into that process, um, but also breaking it down into the bigger purpose. Is what we're doing still aligned with the purpose of what we really want? And I think it depends on your organization too. So often if I'm working with a smaller team, depending on whatever that smaller smaller team looks like, is often there's a much bigger um, mission that, that's involved in the whole organization, but also the team will have their own purpose. So it's about understanding what is the purpose of the goals that people have got in, in place in their everyday work, um, in their everyday work. So the goals of the whole team and the organization, but also as them as individuals um, of, of owning their own self-development. Um, and I think this is where, this is why this all syncs really nicely together because it's as well as the, the leaders of the organization. So us as leaders have got to take ownership of how we are, are leading in our people, processes and purpose. It's also as well as emp empowering the employees to have three to five goals in their work, in, your, in their everyday, but also in their, in their personal life of how they're going to develop themselves. Um, and so it's making sure that we empower employees to have goals or intentions or areas that they want to improve upon and then the vision like often it's, it's rechecking in what is your vision so we might have a year's vision but actually what's the vision for the next three months so the vision for the next three months could be okay we want to as a team um you know implement this new change of maybe meeting together in an office environment if we are going to do that are we going to work together um in an office for you know two days a week and and so that could be the vision aligned with the bigger the bigger vision so you can have micro visions too um, and rechecking in with your values you know i think very often we don't do this enough we've just done it quite recently in december i um i i, I felt we hadn't looked at our values for probably about two years and so much had changed for us since i returned back to work from cancer and and i thought let's take a relook at our values because we often need to be rechecking back in is this really where we're going are these values really aligned the way that we want to or actually do we want to add some more values in, in into the organization because we've evolved so much um, and 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 these three things really aligning again with that whole heart-led um, approach with with profitability being at the center and making sure that actually there's a purpose to everything because very often sometimes we're looking so much at the bigger picture of of the purpose of the mission we've got but actually there's purpose every single day um, but we often lose sight of that there's purpose in relationships there's purpose in our communication um, there's purpose with the way that we work there's purpose in the the tools that we use there's, there's a purpose with everything but we lose sight of that don't we yeah and I think the biggest shift we had here as an organization is um you know working with Salesforce we as a partner we have a lot of goals that have to align with their goals as a partner yeah. alliance and you know we would communicate that to staff and give them a written document and say right you know these are our goals for the year that align to this as well as our own um but they wouldn't it wouldn't actually always necessarily be cemented in their mind or them owning it so what we got to do is we worked through the v2 mum um uh, concept that Mark Benioff at Salesforce kind of encouraged all his team to do great but it's quite it was really powerful in that it got the team to reflect on what the organizational goals are and what their performance framework is 
but also they wrote everything out themselves around what their goals were, what they needed help with, what they did. And there was something really powerful about them writing it out and them sort of owning it. And then on our quarterly days, we get them to communicate to the whole team what have they achieved, what do they need to do and how they contributed to the organizational success as well as their own success. And that was a big shift for us, um, a huge shift, actually, in terms of everybody realizing the, the importance of achieving some of these things as an organization, but taking ownership over them, feeling a sense of satisfaction for that achievement um, and moving forward. So, it, you know, it means that everybody feels like they're contributing to the overall success. Yeah, absolutely. And also it means that people have all, everybody's taking ownership for their key area. Um, And and that's where I talk a lot about, you know, your self-leadership and your self-development. It's it's you taking that upon yourself. It's your, as well as ourselves as leaders responsibility, it's also um, down to the employee to, to, to own their development, to own their career development, to own their, their purpose in their everyday life, that, that, that part of the, um, the purpose that they've got in, ha- in adding to the bigger picture of what the organization or the team is doing. Mm, exactly, exactly. So loads of things we talked about there. Um, I guess, you know, the thing is, when is the right time to do it? And what are the challenges that you might face? Yeah, good question. So to be honest, there is no right time to do this. Um, And what I would say is, is to just get started with identifying where are you right now? So I would do a an audit. Maybe you take this upon yourself. Of actually, I'm going to do an audit to see where we are right now. But actually, where do I want to be in three months' time, six months' time? Where do I want the team to be in three to six months' time? And that's what I, I tend to do with a lot of organizations is, is, okay, where am I right now? Where do we want to be in three months? Where do we want to be in six months? Where do we want to be in a year? And then, then that way, what that does is that also produces a... Um, a a plan where you can delegate, where you can see where there's areas for gaps. And also it's not just sitting or on your shoulders as a leader, because often again, you feel the pressure as a leader to, to, to fix all of these key areas and it's all your responsibility when in actual fact, it all sits with you, but actually Mm. how can you lead? How can you delegate more in some of these key areas? And actually if you don't do something about some of these key areas we've spoken about, it's only when, um, a challenge arises or when something's broken and a complex situation arises that you actually think oh I need to sort this or when a people problem arises and you think actually we need to implement this and, and something's been on your mind for a while but you haven't implemented so there's no better time some of the challenges you might find is time but actually it's you recognizing um we have to do the you know we have to do this we we it's our responsibility um, if we've got people to make time for this, because that's what our role is. That's why I've got that heartbeat um, on the framework, because every heartbeat matters within the organization. Um, some of the other challenges you might find, some of the other challenges you might find is um, getting buy-in from employ- you know, for, from the rest of your team to, to take a look at some of these key areas. But again, like anything, it's how you communicate it. It's how you lead the way of the purpose of this, why, the importance of it, how it's going to help uh, the organization. And also, 
Um, you know, some of the other challenges and, and difficulties could be fear. You know, very often we're fearful to see what's going to come up. But actually, if you take ownership, you know, meaning of fear is false evidence appearing real. So you're convincing yourself that everything that, that we're talking about is broken or doesn't need your attention. But mm -hmm. in actual fact, another meaning of fear is face everything and rise up. Um, it could be lack of processes. So you, you just don't even know where to begin, overwhelm. Um, it could, you know, this is a big one too, which we haven't touched too much on, and normally I would, is ego. You know, very often it could be, do you know what, like everything is, I've built this up to now, we've done this up to now, and actually we've created lots of change and it hasn't worked. So the ego will um, will, will not want to change some of these sorts of things, but it, there comes a time where actually we've got to become more heart-led in our approach. Um, it could be you know, communication, confidence in some of these key areas, you know, trust could be a big one for, for, for leaders as I don't trust the people I've got around me in order to, to, to get the feedback. I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. Um, but actually there's such power in getting this data to do something about it. Mm. Yeah. So let's reflect, um, yes. to sum up, I think, you know, if we spend time as leaders, doing these things helping our employees in summary people will be happier you'll have clearer processes and actually as an organization you're all feeling like you're living out the values and the goals that you want to achieve and that is an amazing impact um and i i've heard the stories you've told me kiki around you know the, the clients you've worked with um and so i'm so pleased to be working with you and if any of our listeners want to work with Kiki too, Kiki, how can people connect with you? Thank you. Um, and Heather, I've loved working with you and your team. Um, I've been so in awe of how you develop your people, how you've been retaining your people, like the feedback I've been having from your from your staff has been so positive. And I think often that's where development is missing of, you know, you've been encouraging your employees to get coaching and you've been really wanting them to be better individuals and better employees. So I'm, I've been so um, amazed at the feedback. So, so thank you for that. And thank you for allowing us so to be part thing. of your journey. Um, so how can you connect with us? So you can connect with us um, very active on the social media platforms, um, but you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Kiki Stanton on LinkedIn. And then you can connect with us um, at www.kikikirbycoaching.co.uk or www.kikikirbyconsultancy.co.uk um, and we'd love to connect with you further if anything we've shared here has really resonated with you. Um, but I think just as we finally say, say, um, say goodbye and reflect is let us all be on a mission to help people and to build them up because people are our most important asset and you are included in that too. Absolutely, absolutely. We can do this <laughs> as we always. Can do this. You know, always feels like there's a mountain here, but with your help <laughs> and structure and purpose, yeah. there's a guide up the mountain. Um, and it's great, you know, as I say, I think as leaders, we can always think, oh gosh, we've got to do this or that. Or, you know, it's great to work with um, an expert who can help kind of put it in context, you know, reflect on what you're doing well celebrate those successes and, and help sort of plug any gaps and, and that's all you can do is if you feel like you're working towards success and you're working towards a goal you are doing as much as you can do as a leader because you're working proactively to improve things um nothing is ever going to be perfect you know you never you know as a perfectionist you're kind of always like well as long as you're working towards it you're making clear goals that's what employees 
recognize and value um and so yeah brilliant thank you so much for having for being here today and, and talking through this if you like the session today please do rate and review on itunes um, and if you want to stay more involved with supermums and how we support and upskill uh, talent in the salesforce space you can visit supermums.org um, so thank you for listening and we'll see you on next week's show take care Bye. Mums on Cloud9 is kindly sponsored by RB in partnership with Emphath.